0: Welcome to Coffee Break with Sharp Best Health. Every week, we sip on a strong new blend of practical tips, information, and education to help you optimize your health, body, and mind. Your hosts are Janice, Emily, Megan, and Olga. Your break starts now.
1: Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of a Coffee Break with Sharp Best Health. This is Emily. Hi, and this is Olga, and we will be your hosts for today's episode. So right now we are in the middle of a summer heat wave. It's August, by the way, when we're recording this. So we thought it would be a good opportunity to talk about preventing and recognizing some of the symptoms of heat related illnesses, also known as hyperthermia. Um, So between heat stroke, heat exhaustion, heat cramps, heat rash, and sunburns, there are some important things uh, for you to know to keep you and your loved
0: ones safe. That's right. So we think it's a very important subject, and so we hope you will find this information helpful today. And without Mm -hmm. further ado, let's get started.
1: The CDC recognizes five different heat-related illnesses, heat stroke, heat exhaustion, heat cramps, heat rash, and sunburn. Each uh, of the illnesses has its own warning signs and its own consequences. So the majority of today's podcast will be looking at each of those five different illnesses and breaking them down. So do you want to start with heat
0: stroke, Olga? Thank you, Emily. Yes, I can certainly start with heat stroke. And heat stroke um, is the most serious and potentially life-threatening form of heat, heat illness. Your body temperature raises to 105 degrees Fahrenheit or even higher, and you may develop neurological changes such as mental confusion or unconsciousness. So pretty serious stuff. And the extreme heat can even affect internal organs, causing breakdown of the heart muscle cells and blood vessels, damage to internal organs, and ultimately death. So not something to take lightly. Um, what I didn't know about the heat stroke, uh, Emily, is that there are two different types. One is called exertional heat stroke, and another one is non-exertional heat stroke. So exertional heat stroke occurs when someone is vigorously active in a hot environment, such as playing sports on a hot summer day or participating in military training activities. And non-exertional heat stroke tends to occur in people who have a diminished ability to regulate body temperature, such as older people or younger people or people with um, some chronic pre-existing conditions. And so for these people, they can um, suffer from heat stroke even if they're not exercising or even in cooler temperatures. So um, I think it would be important to highlight some of the warning signs of a, a heat stroke. So something to look out for before, even, before heat stroke even comes on. So, some of the warning signs include abdominal cramps, muscle cramps, nausea, vomiting, headache, dizziness, and heavy sweat sweat, or lack of sweat. And when heat stroke starts, some neurological symptoms can include odd or bizarre behavior, irritability, delusions, hallucinations, seizures, and even coma. So as I mentioned earlier, heat stroke is a life-threatening condition. So if a person exhibits any of these symptoms of a heat stroke, you have to call 911 immediately or go to an emergency room right away. And if possible, in the meantime, you can move person to a cooler area out of direct sunlight, uh, loosen clothing, remove any sweaty clothing, apply cool wet towels to the face, neck, chest, and limbs, and if possible, apply ice, if you have it, to the underarms, wrists, and groin, um, and fan person's skin. And if the person is conscious, also offer cool water or sports drinks every 15 minutes.
1: Wow, thanks for explaining all that, Olga. I didn't realize either that there were there two different types of heat stroke. Yeah. And- I think I tend to think of heat stroke happening if you're, you know, playing sports or something like that. In Uh, hot
0: temperatures, yeah.
1: Right, exactly. But that makes sense, that if you aren't able to regulate your body temperature, that you could be at risk for it. Definitely. So I'll jump in and explain what heat exhaustion is. Um, Mm -hmm. Those are kind of the two big ones that are uh, the most uh, severe. Um, Heat exhaustion, yeah, it's less severe than heat stroke, Mm -hmm. definitely. But it definitely can still...
0: People sometimes get those two confused. So I think yes. it would be important to have that distinction.
1: Yes. So heat exhaustion is is a heat-related illness, um, and it occurs after you've been exposed to high temperatures, and it's often accompanied by dehydration.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: One of the interesting things is with... Um, heat stroke, you tend to not be sweating even though you're really hot, whereas with heat exhaustion, you will be sweating. So that's kind of a good distinguisher. Mm-hmm. Um, there's two different types of heat exhaustion. So either you are depleted of water. So some of the signs that can come along with this is excessive thirst, weakness, headache, loss of consciousness, or salt depletion. So if you are depleted of salt, or electrolytes you can feel nauseous you can have vomiting muscle cramps and dizziness. so some of the things that you would want to look for that might indicate that you have heat exhaustion is again the heavy sweating cold pale clammy skin if you have a fast or um, and weak pulse again the nausea vomiting muscle cramps you're tired you're dizzy headache fainting a lot of these are really similar to heat stroke um, so, the main things to be really looking out for is if your body temperature is above 105 mm-hmm. um, or at 105, that's, I think, technically when it's heat stroke and it can be very, mm-hmm. very dangerous. Or it might be less than that if you have heat exhaustion. And then also if you're sweating, um, then that might be an indication of heat exhaustion. Whereas if you're not sweating, heat stroke. So, if you notice that you have any of these symptoms, Um, It's good to catch it early and you'll want to move to a cool place, Mm -hmm. put on loose clothes. Again, sort of the same tips that you used for heat stroke, put on cool um, wet cloths on your your body or take a cool bath, drink a lot of water. If you notice that you start throwing up or your symptoms get worse or they don't uh, subside after an hour, Mm -hmm. then you'll want to get medical attention.
0: Yeah. Thank you. I think that's an important note. Just to mention, if heat exhaustion doesn't subside, you know, within an hour and you're still feeling nauseous and vomiting, mm-hmm. go to the emergency room right away. Definitely. Um, thank you for sharing all this information. Um, I can move on to the next one. Let's talk about heat cramps. <laughs> Oof, these hurt. <laughs> you know, I think we've all experienced heat cramps. Yeah. Um, well, let me just kind of... Um, cover some of these symptoms and what heat cramps are so heat cramps are the first stage of heat emergency and as we all know heat cramps are painful muscle spasms that usually happen when we've been actively um, physically active in the heat but they, they can actually also happen if we're exercising not in the heat right in cooler temperatures mm-hmm. but we are depleted of um, fluids and we're sweating a lot. And heat cramps are most common in the abdominal area, back, arms and legs. So I know I've had legs cramps, <laughs> yeah. um, a lot in the gym, so I'm very much familiar with, with the spasms. Um, the cramps are thought to be caused by dehydration and loss of minerals in the body due to excessive sweating, but it is also thought that some other factors might be involved, but you know we, we still don't know exactly what causes um, cramps. But some of the symptoms, as I mentioned, um, include cramping of the muscles that come on suddenly and cause severe pain, and they can last from minutes to hours. I mean, I, I've i never had them for hours, but I, I, I can only imagine how painful it can become.
1: Oh my gosh, I, know. I can't.
0: I can't. That would be terrible. No, it just usually goes away within 10 minutes or less. For me personally. Yeah. So to prevent heat cramps, it's good to drink plenty of water before, during, and after being in the heat or exercising in the heat. As you mentioned earlier, it's it's good to, you know, drink fluids that have electrolytes or have salty snacks on hand, such as nuts or energy bars. Take breaks from the heat to cool down and stop sweating once in a while. Um and refrain from drinking alcohol, caffeine and sugar beverages before during and after being in the heat, which is a great idea because I usually drink a lot of coffee, even if I'm gonna go outside and run or play tennis.
1: Mm-hmm. I drink
0: a lot of coffee. <laughs> so And then I wonder why I have cramps. <laughs> so to, to treat heat cramps is good is a good idea to move to a cooler place if you can and gentle gently stretch your muscles and again drink fluids. Containing salt. Some severe heat cramps may need to be treated using IV fluids. So.
1: Yeah, salt uh, heat cramps are never fun. (laughs) Not at all. I always get them in my side
0: and. Oh, in the abdominal area when you go. Yeah. Uh huh. I I get those a lot too, but mostly mostly my legs. (laughs) They're not fun at all. So. I know.
1: Definitely good motivation to. Well, prevent them.
0: Yeah, so some yeah. of the tips hopefully will help you move forward.
1: <laughs> what also is not fun is heat rash. Oh no. <laughs> so heat rash happens obviously when we're hot, but it happens when our our pores become blocked, so our sweat ducts, mm. and it, it traps perspiration under our skin. And so what it looks like is there's usually clusters of red really small blisters that kind of look like pimples mm. and they're usually on your neck, your chest, your back, your groin or in your elbows. Mm. Um, so if you notice this, especially if you've been outside in the heat and it doesn't even have to be exercising, you could just get it from being hot. And um, so if you notice it, go inside, go to a cool place, try to keep the rash dry. If you can, um, you can use the powder, like a uh, baby powder to help soothe the rash as well. Um, and it usually go away fairly quickly, but just be aware if that happens that that's potentially what it is.
0: That is good to know. I don't think I've ever had heat rash, but it's it's good to understand that that's also a possibility. So thanks for breaking that down for us. And then the last sun related illness that we wanted to cover today is sunburn. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs>
0: What's that? <laughs> what is that? I think that's another one with. we've probably all experienced in our life. So sunburn is red, painful skin that feels hot to the touch. And it usually appears within a few hours after too much exposure to sunlight or artificial sources such as sun lamps. And any exposed body part, including your earlobes and your scalp and your eyes and lips, all of that can burn. So... Even even your eyes, which are extremely sensitive to sun's uh, UV light, also can burn. Did you know that? <laughs> no, I didn't know. Like your actual eye... eyeballs. <laughs> eyeballs can get burned. Well, that's why it's a good Ouch. idea to wear sunglasses that have UV protection. Um, I I was born in Kazakhstan and um, growing up, you know, in the 90s in Kazakhstan, which is a desert i was I was in the sun a lot and in the nineties, and I know it sounds a little silly right now being you know twenty twenty but I had no knowledge of sunblocks or sunscreens or any kind of protection products to help me avoid sunburns, so I grew up every summer getting sunburns every Ouch. every summer I would get really all the blisters and the the hot skin and um, but I wanted, you know, I wanted a tan, so <laughs> so I'm not <laughs> smart, but so I'm very much familiar with sunburn. And some of the signs and symptoms of a sunburn include, of course, changes in the skin tone. It becomes, you know, red uh, or pinkish. Um, skin feels very warm or hot to the touch. Um, pain. You feel the pain in your skin when you touch it, or it's very tender. You may have some swelling and um, even some fluid-filled blisters, which may break. But you shouldn't break them yourself if you can stay away from them. Um, And I I also know that you can have a headache and even fever and nausea and fatigue if your sunburn is severe. So. Um, So preventing sunburn, um, you know, there are quite a few things you can do, which I didn't do growing up at all, obviously. You could avoid sun during peak hours between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. You know, seek shade if you can. Wear sunglasses with UV protection, because as we learned today, even your eyes can burn. Um, Wear a hat, wear sunblock every day and even year around, because... You can get bad sunburns even in winter, and if you know you're going to be outside, put a sunblock at least 15 minutes before going outdoors, even if on a cloudy day, because it takes takes your skin um, approximately 15 minutes to absorb the sunscreen and provide that protection that you need. And then if you're going into the water, use a sunscreen that is water resistant and can last about 40 to 80 minutes. And you should reapply sunscreen every two hours after swimming or excessive sweating. And as I said, you know, your ear, your ears and your lips and your scalp can burn as well. So make sure to protect those body parts also by um, applying some sunblock. And if your hair is thinning or your head is bald, <laughs> you know, make sure to apply sunscreen to your scalp. And don't use any expired product, of course. And so those are some things you can do to protect yourself. Now, if you do happen to get a sun, sunburn, so some of the things to help you treat it is, you know, taking frequent cooler baths or showers to help relieve the pain. Use a my- moisturizer that contains aloe vera. Did I say it right? Or <gasps> yeah, aloe vera. aloe vera or soy mm-hmm. to help soothe sunburned skin. And if a particular area feels especially uncomfortable, you may even want to apply a a hydrocortisone cream that you can buy without a prescription. But do not treat sunburn with any product that ends on cane, like benzocaine, because those are really harsh products and they may irritate your skin or even cause allergic reaction. You may even consider taking some over-the-counter pain medication, like ibuprofen to help reduce swelling, redness, and discomfort. And also drink a lot of water because sunburn Mm -hmm. draws fluids to the surface of your skin and takes away the fluids from the rest of your body that can lead to dehydration. So you don't want to end up dehydrated. And so it's good to replenish those fluids and drink extra water. Um, If you have skin blisters, Allow the blisters to heal, but blistering skin means that you have a second degree sunburn. So it's, you know, something to be aware of. You should not pop the blisters as blisters form to help your skin heal and protect you from infection. Yeah, and and while you're healing, take extra care to protect sunburned skin while it heals. And if you need to go outside, wear clothing that cover your skin when you're outdoors. And a good idea is to wear tightly woven fabrics. Because, and, and you can um, check that by holding the fabric up to bright light and you shouldn't see any light coming through. And so that means that it can cover you and protect from, from sunlight. So um, that is the, the short and sweet on sunburns.
1: <laughs> wow. Thank you for sharing all that. I know sunburns are, are not fun at all. None of those and are fun. I know all of us try to, none of, yeah, none of those things are fun. Uh, we always try to prevent them, but of course, at some point, we'll all end up with a sunburn, I'm sure. So this is good information to know how to Thank help you. treat it when we do find ourselves in that position. <laughs> right. Um, so as we've covered today, you know, it's important to be able to recognize these heat-related illnesses not only to, pre- yeah, to prevent them, but also to recognize the symptoms um, because it could save you from a lot of discomfort and potentially it could save you from a very serious health consequence. Um, according to the CDC, each year, an average of 658 people succumb to extreme heat, um, despite the fact that, the, that all hmm. heat-related deaths are preventable. Wow. So um, it's... It's very common, and so I think just being mindful of, you know, what these symptoms are so we're aware of them, and we can prevent and turn it around before it gets serious.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree, and we also should keep in mind that exposure to excessive heat can directly or indirectly aggravate some of the pre-existing conditions and illnesses such as heart disease or diabetes or obesity and respiratory disease, and, Although anyone can get a heat-related illness, as we all know, we've all, you know, had sunburns and rash and heat um, cramps. Those who are most at risk uh, of getting a heat-related illness are kids or infants, as well as people over 65 years old, or and people with those pre-existing conditions that won't yeah. be aggravated. So something to keep in mind as well, especially as we are, you know, going through the heat wave right now.
1: Oh my goodness. I think today I'm up north in, uh, close to Escondido area, uh, RB. And I think the, the weather says it's 108 or something up here. Insane. Oh, so Okay. Well, stay inside. (laughs) It, this is, this is the time. (laughs) I feel like you could get heat exhaustion by walking to the mailbox (laughs) today.
0: You know what? I wouldn't be surprised.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Definitely staying inside. Um, But you know, like that age old adage goes, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. So Mm -hmm. the good news is that all heat related illnesses are entirely preventable. So we hope that you Mm -hmm. found today's episode helpful in providing you with the knowledge you need to stay safe and healthy and cool Mm -hmm. during the heat. (laughs) So thank you for tuning in and we will see you next time. Bye
0: guys. Bye guys. Download this episode And find more great information on health and wellness by visiting Sharp Best Health on sharpnet.com.